0: Juliet Turnbull, otherwise known as the Thames Mermaid, swims in the Thames at Molsey and Thames-Ditton almost every day. She's swum the length of the non-tidal Thames across two years and has many swimming achievements under her belt. She's the ringleader of the Surrey Outdoor Swimmers, a very lively and interesting group of people with whom I've had the privilege to swim with. She's a very experienced swimmer indeed, and she's set up a group called Open Water, Share the Knowledge which is about sharing that experience of swimming and the open water experience of others with people who are newly entering open water swimming. Juliet Turnbull, welcome to Swimming Pod. Hi,
1: Stanley. Thank you for having me. Great to talk to you again.
0: Juliet, can you say something about your connection to the Thames, especially in and around Hampton Court and Thames did as we come into London?
1: Of course. Well, I've lived on the river for about 20 years now. I started off running a few riverside pubs and then I met my other half who just so happened to live on a boat. And then I thought, oh, that looks like a good idea. I'm going to hop on that. So uh, I moved on board, soon realized the narrowboat wasn't big enough. And then we bought a Dutch barge and renovated that. And here we are. It took about eight years to renovate. And now I'm sitting here in the glory of it and loving every minute.
0: So you recently started Open water share the knowledge. So what are the aims and how did it come about?
1: Yeah, well, unfortunately, over the summer, we've had an increased number in open water related deaths. A few of them have been in my local swimming stretch of river. It kind of it really got to me, and I just felt like I had to do something basically. Within the same day of deciding that I was going to do an event to sort of share some knowledge about open water, I decided to start a Facebook group so that we could share other things within that. And then the next Saturday, I'd organised our first session at our local pub across the river. And then we had a, about five speakers who all spoke about how to be safe in and around open water. And we engaged with some young people, some people that had lived on the river and weren't sure how to use it in a safe way across to people who are swimming or just using the water. And people were just desperate for the knowledge, really, on how to use it in a positive way rather than saying, no, don't do it, because that, we all know that doesn't work. Yeah, it's basically just that, just getting the knowledge out there so we can use it in a safe way. And that's it, really.
0: <laughs> can I follow up uh, with a question, which is what kinds of issues came up uh, at that meeting?
1: The biggest one was how do you know if it's safe to swim, which is a huge question question as you well know open water changes on an hourly basis on like minute basis so it does take a lot of local knowledge to understand it and joining up with groups in your area is a massive thing that you can do there's loads of different open water groups not just for swimming but for paddle boarding um, yachting all sorts of things so that was a big one not a question you can really answer in one one um, answer so I would suggest finding your local group and then finding the answer to that group within that group. Um, and the other ones were things like what kits would you need to take if you're going to start doing open water, which is also very specific on what, what, what kind of thing you want to do. But with regards to swimming, it's very much sort of get yourself a toe float, which is bright and visible and you can put your valuables inside it and also wearing a bright coloured hat, things like that also just wearing swimming shoes so you don't cut your feet. It also minimises the panic factor if your feet touch something that's under the water that you can't see. And I think that's one thing that really contributes to drownings is the unknown factor. So if you're aware of all these things before you go in, you're less likely to panic and less likely to drown. But yeah, one of the biggest Things that I've noticed from all of the drownings is that a lot of people don't know how to swim before they enter, which is pretty scary thought, really. Why would you enter open water if you don't know how to swim? But people do. And that's when they come unstuck, unfortunately.
0: We've had a really warm summer here in the UK, and that recent tragedy, that person drowning in the Thames close by Hampton Court. Now, I can only imagine that it must have been like, it's a great day, I just really need to get in the water, I need to cool down, and all common sense disappears. What would you do? How can you make open water share the knowledge, get out there in a way that people who don't know about swimming and all of those particular risks might pay attention.
1: And well that's the key to the group really is to share the knowledge as wide and in as many ways as possible. I've started doing TikTok videos and Instagram videos on on short ones on different things that you might not know about swimming in open water. For example, I went I swam up to Hampton Court Bridge and I know because I've swam there a lot that you can stand up under the bridge. From afar, it looks really deep. It looks like you should be able to jump off it and there'll be plenty of water for you to jump in and not hit the bottom. But unfortunately, there's not. And you can actually stand up under the bridge, which is a scary thought because people do jump off there and people have been stuck in the mud. Other things are especially up there is it's a hotspot for where the cruise boats turn around so they build up banks of gravel which are obviously massive drop-offs if you're um, standing in the water and then from behind those boats they're pushing the water as they turn around which would take you off your feet. So combined with the steep banks of gravel you can easily fall off the ledge and then be in deep cold water quite quickly.
0: And you know without your local knowledge. Most people wouldn't have that. you actually on the river, you're in the river, you know your stretch so well. And I know just from sort of my stretch of the Thames that There's so much to know, even in a short stretch of waters.
1: And the other thing, I've tried to um, get some ambassadors on board, so I would love you to do it, Stanley. So you could be an ambassador for your stretch of the river, so you can share the knowledge about what happens in and around your open water area. And I've got people up this end who are paddleboarders, sea cadet, if you would like to be involved with it.
0: Juliet, I'd be honoured to be an ambassador. Just uh, tell me what to do, and I will be one of your people. Excellent. I will uh, be in touch on that one <laughs> excellent so can you tell me if there are any best practice for open water swimming happening in the uk and in elsewhere that you know of
1: well it's a worldwide thing which is the wonderful thing about it almost anywhere you go in the world you'll probably find someone that you'll be able to swim with open water swimmers are generally very friendly slightly bonkers which helps and very sort of welcoming as well. If you're going to swim somewhere new, I mean, what I do is I go onto the Outdoor Swimming Society and I post on there. I'm going to this area. Are there any good swim spots or swim groups that I can join? Is there anything I need to know? That sort of thing. But yeah, local lo- local knowledge is really the
0: key. You've had some intentions of approaching the Royal Life Saving Society in the UK. Do you have some hopes and aspirations with them, or is it too early to say?
1: Well, for my first um, Share the Knowledge session, which was. In the summer holidays, I did reach out to them, but obviously because it was such short notice, they couldn't come along because they were already booked up for that Saturday. We've been in touch and we're hoping to do more things with it. And our ambassadors are also organising things in their areas and reaching out to authorities in their areas so that we can share the knowledge in as much ways as we can. And even if it just saves one life, then it's worth it, isn't it?
0: Oh, absolutely. How do you see water safety for open water swimmers developing into the future?
1: Well, I think it's actually taken a turn. I mean, unfortunately, it does take um, a fatality to make things happen. That seems to be what gets people moving. And we've seen um, informative signs going up along the riverbanks rather than telling people not to swim here. It gives you helpful hints on how to do it in a safe way because that's much more productive. The police are getting much more involved, RNLI, the Royal Life Saving Society are very much involved. But I think it takes all of us to join the dots together and work together to improve things rather than separately. And I think that's the way it's going now.
0: Juliet Turnbull, it's always a great pleasure talking with you and this summer's events have shaken everybody. And it's really incredible to see you taking these steps to improve things for everybody. You're such a good person, Juliet. It's <laughs> a pleasure and honour to have you on Swimming both. Well, thank you so much.
1: Thank you so much, Stanley. Always a pleasure. Swim with you soon.
0: Absolutely. You take care now.
1: Take
0: care. Bye. Bye. swim yes
1: very good swim
0: i loved your pictures of swimming in the rain that was so good
1: Ah, it was unbelievable how um heavy it was raining it was just like the water was boiling
0: (laughs) (laughs) i love it when it's like that
1: yeah we were kind of hoping for the same today but it was more sort of light rain today
0: (laughs) Uh, yeah steady drizzle but it's good to have
1: eh? yeah definitely stuff I want to do Stanley.